0: Smith has it. Knicks down three. Should the Bulls foul? No.
1: Anthony for three.
0: Bang! That one goes down, and the game is tied!
1: All right. Recording this 640, the 15th of August. Me and my boy Nolan are back on the pod, as always. Uh, Today, we got a special episode. Today, we're going to mainly be talking about uh, Summer League. Been a fantastic week, a little over a week of uh, the young guys coming in and playing. Uh, you know, the summer league is a little bit more important. Uh, we didn't have summer league last year. So uh, first and second year players are getting the opportunity to shine. Um, I wanted to start the conversation off with, you know, we are a Knicks based podcast. Um, with the Knicks summer league, you know, uh, quickly in OB, uh, our second year players who got a lot of rotation minutes. Uh, this past uh, season, look, look real good. Um, McBride looks good. Quentin Grimes look good on the defensive end. Shot the ball pretty well last game. Um, what are your thoughts on, on and, and Jericho Sims, let's not forget the 58 pick of the recent draft. Jericho Sims just looking like a physical freak out there. Can't wait to see how he looks on the NBA court. Uh, Nolan, how you feel about the Knicks summer league team? And uh, we could start off, I guess, with quickly. Right? How you feel about quickly? Yeah.
0: Uh, Quickly looks – I mean, he struggled to shoot the three ball in, you know, all but that one game where he absolutely went off. Yeah. You know, as far as as quickly and things I'm ever going to be concerned about, his shot isn't going to be one of them. I think right now they have quickly running the offense, being a point guard, and just – trying things out, you know, developing him slowly, letting him run an offense, see what he can and can't do. So, that you know, a few years down the road, like, or even this year, you don't know exactly what's going to happen with Kemba's knees or d knees, their health, whatever. Like, IQ could be step, or called upon to step up and, you know, the more practice you get, the more information you have as a coaching staff on – what this player can do and what his ceiling is. You know, the huge Twitter debate of, is he just a six man? Is he more than that? Whatever. We can avoid that for a different time. But, I mean, I think it's really encouraging to see him develop as a playmaker and a lot of his passes, not just his oops to, like, OB and Sims and things like that. Just the way his assist-to-turnover ratio has been incredible throughout. Um, Obviously, he didn't play the last game, um, which is probably good. I think he's probably done for the summer league anyway. I think I've seen enough from Quickly that we know what Quickly is, and there's no real reason to have him out there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's all I have on Quickly. What are your thoughts on how he's progressed so far this summer league what you've seen from him?
1: I honestly quickly look like how he would look, like I, what I thought I would see from him. Um, a guy coming in uh, in the second year just looks way better than everybody else. Uh former SCE player of the year. So um pretty pretty high skilled. Uh you really saw uh like you said, he didn't really shoot the ball well his first game, but uh you know got in tune after that. Um I'm still I'm I'm part of that camp that don't think quickly as a point guard. I I really don't. I think um
0: Can I ask you about that?
1: Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I, I don't because I feel like quickly um, playmaking skills definitely needs to develop like uh, way more I understand like the Knicks fan base got real hype you know when he was playing well but it's summer league like calm down like of course he's gonna have a vision in summer league like you know it's not the same he's not seeing you know defensive strategies on him it's it's different it's way different um I, I still think quickly is a two moving forward even if he's a six man or a future starter i i think his position is the two and i i, I will stay on that but um yeah quickly looked amazing um obi looked amazing all the games uh i uh, really impressed with Obi. uh was it was looked real aggressive which was you know which was a concern for him in the beginning of the season especially uh looked really really timid out there but Summer League, he looked great. He shot the ball well, played uh, good defense, positionally was there, played really well alongside uh, Jericho Sims. Uh, what was your thoughts on Obi?
0: Um, well, before I get to Obi, just to touch one more time on your quickly part real quick. Yeah. Um, just I get what you're saying and the fact that it's Summer League, you know, and there's going to be lanes and there's visions there and – you said a lot of things that make a lot of sense. Like you know that he needs to develop more. And that Nick's Twitter is like getting real caught up into this, whether he is six man or if he's a shooting guard or whatever. Um, I think really though, that's kind of not the question. I mean, I think the question should be with quickly is what can we find out about him like i don't understand the rush people have right now to say necessarily he's not this he's not that like they he can he's like you said he still has so much time to develop that i'm just not ready to put a guy who has so much gravity from 30 feet beyond the arc or not 30 feet beyond the arc you know i mean from 30 feet deep um being able to figure things out like the NBA has transitioned so much in the in recent years of players like Steph and Trey and players that can just dame you know can really space the floor that I'm really excited to see that I'm not saying he for sure is a point guard I just think nobody should be boxing in in to any one of those pegs quite this early but going back to OB obi i think has looked like the lottery pick we expected him to look like last year and to his credit you know i mean we didn't get to see him in summer league last year we didn't get to see quickly in summer league last year so this is the first time they really have a chance to do that uh we talked about a little bit in our messaging he said you know it looks like uh uh Dating Obi's back, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looked like Dating
1: Obi out there. But man. Uh, yeah,
0: but uh, guys, dude, like I said, you know, you got to remember these aren't exactly like NBA full time players either. These are also kind of college kids, too. Like, yeah, you know, we, we've seen Kevin Knox look great in Summer League. So I'm not saying, you know, I'm not knocking Obi, but kind of like you're saying with quickly, you got to take these things in the Summer League with a grain of salt because yes, like they're looking exactly like what you want them to look like right now. And that's incredible to see it's great to see players develop and continue to develop um but we're gonna have to wait and see um how the rotations work out because I still just don't see a path forward to a lot of minutes for OB maybe at most 20 minutes a game and I don't see Tibbs sitting Randall that long so it would have to be no four or five matchup I don't
1: I don't think they do that this year.
0: I don't think they do either. If you sign Noel and you have Mitch and you have Sims, it seems like you're pretty set on going with the traditional big. And I don't really trust Randall or OB to protect the rim. And I don't think like the offense necessarily, like I think you lose more on defense there. than You you gain gain on offense. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense to me to do that. I'd be interested to see them, you know, give it some looks in the preseason, see how it works. See if, you know, uh Randall is big. He's a bulky guy. Maybe he can do a better job defending fives and I think I don't think it's there. He doesn't really have the jumping ability or verticality to contest shots, but I'd like him to take a look at it.
1: No, no. I think you have good points. Um you know, in the summer league, uh Obi, uh he got a lot of post-ups, a lot of, you know, big boy buckets in the paint that He's you didn't see from last year. In the paint, yeah, yeah 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 definitely getting better getting yeah better. definitely yeah definitely you see the improvement but you know he wasn't getting that at all in the regular season you know mm. multiple times we've seen him try to post up guys and uh it just you know it just didn't work out um i guess yes, as the college guys that yeah, they do play a fact and uh and ob's uh success in the summer league for sure um As far as, you know, uh, going forward with OB, I agree. No more, the more and more, uh, you know, the season comes closer. I really don't see a path for, uh, OB to get a real, real minutes. Um, I, I remember listening to spaces, uh, two, two, two days ago and, uh, Chris from shout out to Chris from the film school, the Knicks film school. Shout out to those boys. Uh, he was saying that I, pretty much. I, I agree with him. He said that Obi is pretty much developing until to get into the next package for the star. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, that's how it is. You know, he's he's from I mean, New York.
0: The, the only the only thing I'll, I'll 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 parse there slightly is, say, Obi continues to develop, and somehow. Looks more promising than Randall, but I can't imagine them trading Randall at this rate.
1: Yeah. Oh, they just signed him.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I just, the Randall contracts can be a lot harder to move than OB's, which makes him an even more attractive asset and acquiring a star like a Dame or someone like that. And that's, that's why these summer league minutes are so important for him. And it's so good to see him, you know, ball out and just, boost up that trade value and i think you're i mean i think i think it's absolutely what's inevitably gonna have to happen just because Obi is a good player he was drafted where he was drafted for a reason he could have even been drafted higher and he just needs to get to a place where he has the minutes to develop and prove himself on the nba level
1: couldn't agree more i could not agree more um, the next Nick I wanted to speak about was Deuce, man. Deuce McBride, <laughs> man, showing out the last two Summer League games. Uh, I really, I, I really like Deuce, uh, Deuce's game. Um, the only critique that I had told you, um, last night, uh, that really, really popped out to me during his whole Summer League uh, play was he, I don't know if he could get by an NBA, NBA defenders on a consistent. You know, rate. I I don't okay. think so, but so so
0: uh, get by. Do you mean get by, getting to the basket, or just get by in terms of like, getting creating separation first, like creating shot separation.
1: Honestly, a little bit of both. I think he struggles on both of those aspects. Okay. Um, he needs a pick. He he needs a pick to create uh some type of team offense. Um, but his skills defensively is amazing. I I, I love that. I love his defensive skills um mm-hmm. being able to move his feet fight over the picks like he has heart I love that from him um his mid-range game is elite you know he's if he's open off that pick and roll he's going to shoot the ball and most likely it's going to go in um I would love to see him I know he shot the ball from three uh a little w- well than I expected in summer league but I don't know if that translates to the league uh I don't know if that translates to the league but, but hopefully he develops into uh a league average three point shooter in his career, and if he's able to become at least a league average three point shooter, I see him having uh, a promising career in the league for sure. Uh, I definitely
0: think of the league average at
1: thirty two. um I definitely do like a few guys uh, I mentioned before in the pod: Preston, uh maybe Cooper at thirty two. But I cannot lie, McBride at thirty two is an amazing pick. I can't uh cheer uh more for that. Uh, But as far as minutes coming into the season with Rose, with Kemba, with Quickly, um, I don't know how much minutes he gets. He probably just replaces Frank's spot on the bench and becomes like a situational guy for his first year. That's how I envision Tibbs using him. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, McBride. Shout out to McBride, man. Uh, What's your thoughts?
0: um, I think you're pretty much right with the playing time. I think that's definitely going to be the plan coming into the season. Um, I will say, however, that out of – the rookies that the Knicks have, I think that McBride has the best shot of playing significant minutes, just because the situation with D Rose and with uh, Kemba's health, that if one of them goes down, um, we know he could very quickly be called up. If one of them goes out for the season, there's a really good chance he gets called up. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if we've, officially waived Veldoza or what's going on. Yeah,
1: I don't know what's situation. wrong with that situation because he's played terrible um this summer yeah, league. Yeah, I know so. he's had an ankle injury from the Olympics, but uh yeah, I don't know what Veldosa's future is. I, I thought, you know, since he's a little bit older, I thought we'll see a little bit more from him. Um, But yeah, I, I, Veldosa has been kind of uh, a letdown.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's hard. It's a small sample size. He's coming off the Olympics. He has that injury and everything. But I just mean... I don't know. I I just think out of him, Grimes and Sims, he has the easiest path forward to seeing minutes this year. I think he's a great player. I hate West Virginia. Put the passion <laughs> second, second least favorite school behind Penn State. Um, I don't understand how Bobby Huggins gets ballers to go out and play in Morgantown, West Virginia. It, makes no sense to me just a bunch of cousin fucking hillbillies but <laughs> they play great defense um and i really like mcbride's game i think um i really do see a lot of marcus smart in his game um
1: i see I a lot of blood so
0: i see some blood so but i think he's a better shot than blood so yeah 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 and um i think i think Um, I agree with you. He has a problem getting past guys to the rim. I think his shot creation, you're going to be a little pleasantly surprised about. I think he's a little underrated in that area from the film I've watched. Um, But the defensive intensity is something that Tibbs is going to love, and I think that plays into why he might see minutes early as well. So, I mean, we'll see, but I mean, it's nice like we said in the last pod to be in a situation where you're watching summer league and you're not Watching in like your hopes for this season depend on how player X looks. Like, you know, going into RJ, sort of like, okay, how's RJ gonna look? He's gonna be, if he looks good, the whole season's gonna be good. And we're watching Knox, we're like, oh, if Knox breaks out becomes a star, we can have a pretty decent season. And it's like, it's nice being like, okay, whatever these rookies do, it's great to see them look good but we don't really need them to do too much this year. You know, it's nice to just be able to kind of sit back, get relaxed, and enjoy the players developing for once.
1: Oh, for sure, man. Shout out to Leon Rose, man. Uh, two years in a row, a great group of guys, great group of guys uh, bringing on to the squad. Um, the next, uh, Nick, I wanted to talk about was uh, was Quentin Grimes, man. Quentin Grimes, uh, 6'6", out of Houston. Uh, played well, played pretty good defense, played well team defense. Um, didn't shoot the ball particularly well the first few games. Uh, came around the last few game, the last game he came around with his shot. Um, you kind of see what he's gonna bring onto the court with his uh, intensity on defense. Um, he's a good team defender. Shout out, you know McBride and and Grimes, man. They understand the concept. Uh, thanks to their programs at college. Um, but. You know, uh, the shooting doesn't concern me. I think it would come around eventually. I, I'm still like kind of surprised they, they, they picked him, man, because, <laughs> you know, we were talking about him the whole podcast, the, like a few times during the podcast and uh, there was no rumors that they were interested in him and, you know. Well, there
0: were a few. There were a few that he was rising up on the next board.
1: i didn't i didn't didn't believe those man i didn't believe those man nothing is really i don't know what to believe coming out of the camp anymore that's the one
0: thing now that's made made twitter around the draft and free agency just like unbearable it's just like anybody with a blue check mark tweets anything and people like take it as fact and it's like so hard to even like sort through like what's legit what's an agent pumping out like who's leaking what it's like it it's really hard to even just I kind of try to ignore it as much as I can. <laughs> and just kind of like if, if something like legitimate comes out, okay. But if it just hearsay things, I'm just I don't I don't I don't take too this front office doesn't seem like they have too many leagues.
1: Yeah. And you know, which was surprising because you know, we felt like we were, you know, two steps ahead of the Knicks all the time in past regimes. I felt like I knew what they was gonna do all the time. Um but I, I can't we can't really figure out the plan we didn't even really know what they was going to do in free agency we didn't know they was going to bring back everybody except for like Reggie Bullock like we didn't like oh, we had man. an idea we had an idea but we didn't 100% know and how many,
0: how many fans if you would have asked a poll at, after their, the last game of the Atlanta series would have thought Nerland's Noel would be back
1: Nobody. Everybody exactly. thought he was gonna get like a Everybody ridiculous is, uh, bag.
0: He was gonna go off and get paid somewhere, and you know what? We ended up stepping up and paying him ourselves, and I'm not mad about it. Some people are mad about that contract. I I really don't think I, that contract ended up a being reported like it's gonna be less than it was initially reported, and like do like only I guaranteed first two years. So I mean, I'm happy about that. Um, yeah. But going Grimes, he said he finally. I'm not worried about a shot either. His release looks great. That's another thing about Obi is his release is so much more quick and fluid. This um, summer league, yeah, that I really think that's that that's going to start to fall. Maybe not this year, but next year
1: for sure. Um, next for sure the following year for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, I really like Grimes. Um, like I said though, um, I I. I know the fit. No, actually, no, I'm not going to say that. I think because I think the, I think they can both play the same position. Is that I still kind of wish we picked Bones there. I okay. saw now
1: Bones yeah, is dope. Bones is dope.
0: Yeah, yesterday I was going to say yesterday for um, Denver. He had 28 points, six rebounds, four assists on 53% field goal shooting and 63% from three. So yeah. like. They both have the same. I'm pretty sure they both have the same wingspan. Bones might actually have a slightly bigger wingspan. I think um, Grimes is a little more built than him, but you know he's not like um, exactly built himself. But um, I think they're both going to be really good players. I'm happy with Grimes, but I, I I still I still would have rather had Bones. But like like we said last pod, kind of just kind of splitting hairs with players on that level.
1: For sure, for sure. Um, You know, you know Grimes. uh, I think that he'll be able. I I understand your thing about McBride getting minutes probably the easier route, but Mm -hmm. um, but that's you know that's dependent on injury. I think Grimes has a you know better route to make We have a lot of wins
0: though. We have a lot of wins. You know you're right.
1: You know actually you're right because I didn't take into account to Alex Burks. Alex Burks is back, and you know fourth quarter Burks. Plus
0: Fournier, plus
1: Fournier, yeah, 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 No, you're right, you're right. Um, but I, I, no, I mean he can get
0: minutes. Yeah, no, he
1: could get minutes backing up RJ and you know, you know all that stuff. I do think you know Tibbs can run up a lot
0: situations where he wants more shooting in the lineup or someone's off. You know, you've seen Tibbs even like bench RJ for full quarters when he doesn't have it going. So like, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if you know Tibbs threw him out there a few games just. For extended minutes just to get a look at him at least.
1: I think a bench lineup of quickly, Burks, Grimes, Obi, and Mitch will be amazing. Amazing spark. You got two shooters in the backcourt and you don't give up nothing on defense. You have your rim protector, Noel, and you know, and you got Obi, you got Obi and Burks doing their thing. Um, I think. I'm trying to think,
0: are we missing someone from that lineup?
1: I mean, that's five guys, and then our starters. No, yeah, I'm saying. Mm. I mean, D Rose, uh, yeah, D Rose, D Rose two, yeah, for sure, D Rose two. But I definitely think. Uh Quentin Grimes is definitely interchangeable, like you said, in those lineups, uh, you know, just in case Tibbs went shooting. You know, we've seen in the past, if he feels like he needs to bench RJ, yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely do see Tibbs uh, going just, that route.
0: Just, just, just like with Quickly, you know, if he comes in and lights it up, he'll see minutes.
1: Exactly, <laughs> and we've seen plenty of times where Quickly, you know, he comes in, lights this up, light it up, and, you know, he plays the rest of the game, and, you know, we win the game because Quickly. There's multiple times I could recall – Um, the Portland game when he came in that Clippers
0: game Clippers game really went off we lost that game but
1: but still you know he ended up playing the rest of the game Uh and um, the offense pretty much ran through him um the rest of the time feeding him but that
0: that, that's my biggest reason why I still believe he can be a point guard because that gravity
1: no for sure no he definitely has that um that that you know that like you said that dame that steph effect where you know he's such a great shooter the gravity mm. is this no no i i 100 see see your point but i just i don't know if that's his natural spot you know oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah we'll
1: see yeah we'll, we'll definitely see um the last nick i wanted to talk about was man jericho sims the 58 pick um this guy is huge bro like he is he I, I need to get on his meal plan man i wonder how many mm-hmm. calories he's taking in like I, his workout regimen like i'm really interested to see what he was doing those four years in texas because this kid physically he could have played in the nba last year like i don't i don't I don't understand yeah. why he came out so late um but uh definitely showed his definitely showed some nba skills definitely you know
0: what the reason was is last year he was behind him kai jones
1: yeah, no, Kai Jones or uh, was it Kai
0: Jones? I think it was Kai Jones because
1: Kai Jones came this is his freshman year. Kai Jones, was it? I'm saying,
0: yeah, I'm saying I don't know why he stayed this year,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: when he was, was going to be behind Kai Jones.
1: Oh, 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 yeah, 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 I, I don't get it either.
0: I mean, he, I think I text, I think I messaged you this that uh, I watched one Texas game all year and yeah, that Kai Jones was in foul trouble and uh. Sims came in and he the, the team just looked better with him out there and I know college and NBA is a lot different and he has a lot like muscle to add on but like what you were saying about like wonder what his diet is and like how hard like he works and stuff doesn't he kind of feel like I know there's all this smoke going around about Mitchell Robinson and everything doesn't he kind of feel like the exact antithesis of the type of player Mitchell Robinson is in the terms of like I think of what the front office is concerned about Mitch is like the maturity and his work ethic. Where I feel like Sims is a guy that like lives and breathes basketball, which feels like much more of like a Tibbs guy, which feels like much more of like a fit for the, the guys that this front office has seemed to be bringing in. And I don't know, there's a lot of smoke going around about this Mitch stuff that I didn't really believe at first was would ever come to fruition, but it sounds like we said before his uncle is really involved in this and maybe not to his best interest. So if the Knicks have a feel that they're not going to be able to resign Mitch on a reasonable contract, then, you know, getting in a player like Sims a year early, getting a look at him. I mean, you got to be prepared for things like that. If you can't, You know, maybe maybe he outplays his draft position, and you can find a good package. I don't think there's there's been some rumors about us going after uh, Miles Turner from the Pacers, but I don't think I don't think the cap makes sense with that. Even if you traded Mitch and uh, Knox, that'd only be like I think because I think Mitch only makes like one point eight.
1: And, and, and you know, what's crazy is, you know, Leon Rose's checkbook was out this summer. Um, I know we understand we were making, you know, somewhat conservative moves, but his checkbook was out.
0: You could have at least extended it. Yeah, yeah, offer. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's and, what makes me more skeptical. And,
1: and I wonder if there was a contract on the table and maybe it was too little. Maybe they offered him, like I've said many times on this podcast, maybe they offered him the Tom, Thomas Bryant contract and he just laughed at the contract. Maybe that's what it is, and he didn't doesn't want to take you know the the budget extension, um. But yeah, no, Mitch has been kind of it's been weird with Mitch uh, lately. Uh, so wait, uh,
0: how much do you remember? How much annually Noel got on his deal? Probably around like eleven million.
1: Yeah, it's $10, $11 dollars. It's the thirty million dollar. It's a thirty million dollar deal over three years. So you know,
0: I'd be willing to bet the front office gave Mitch a four year deal, 12 million a year offer and he turned it down.
1: But it's like how much money are you expecting? Are you expecting Jared Allen when You expected to well, get healthy. I
0: mean like A, I do think that when healthy, he's better than Jared
1: Allen. No, I agree. I agree.
0: But Jared Allen has been available. Exactly. He's shown that he can do it and do it consistently and that he's mature, that he can handle being traded to flip in Cleveland and not let it get to him. um so yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure, and maybe it's nothing, but uh, maybe it's nothing, but it was interesting. Um, I follow him on uh IG, and before the draft started, you know, the Knicks posted, you know, trying to get the fan base hype about the draft, and they posted Metro Robinson, uh, uh, like a picture from his rookie year, and they said, uh, you know, we found uh, a needle in the haystack at thirty-two. Maybe we could find another one, and he. <laughs> He posted on his story like you would never find another Mitchell Robinson. Like I'm I think the one that
0: removed all his like next stuff from his page too.
1: Yep, yep, exactly. So I don't. It's I, it, it's I think iffy,
0: negotiations man. very clearly went poorly. At the, at the moment.
1: <laughs> but hopefully that doesn't affect his play on the court this upcoming season. You know, oh
0: it can't. If you're him, you know you can't let that get to you. You're trying to go out and earn that money, and if you don't put it up on the court. Then maybe you had walk into a Dennis Schroeder situation where you turn down a bag and end up with a five million dollar contract. Maybe you get a Nerlens Noel situation where you turn down your Dallas extension and come to the Knicks on a one-year five million dollar deal. You know, like we've seen it happen with players like him before. So would not surprise me one bit? Oh,
1: no, for sure. For sure. But uh circling back to Jericho Sims. Um, he definitely showed a few NBA skills that uh, that intrigued me a lot. He set solid skills um, with his body, um, rolled to the basket, uh, boxed out extremely well. You could see that he's going to be, when if he develops correctly, he will be a somewhat elite rebounder. He kind of reminds me of an athletic Steven Adams, just a strong guy boxing out, like, get out of my way. I'm going to get the rebound. But he's way more athletic than Steven Adams um yeah, not yeah. going as
0: built as steven adams and
1: definitely way more, definitely way more bouncy yeah yeah but you know those skills that that translate really well yeah, in winning he, basketball
0: game even first like being as scrawny as he is for a big
1: and just based on his size alone he can he can't play back up nba maybe 15 to 10 i don't know if it happens oh, on our yeah. squad but he yeah, definitely can right now yeah Right now he's a backup center, no doubt about even,
0: it. Even the third team center, like you yeah, know, I mean, somewhere minimum.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, interesting to see how he develops on that two way deal. Um, do you know who's on the is uh, Jared Harper still on the other two way deal, Nolan?
0: No, I don't believe
1: so. So do we have not we have the other two way spot open? I think so. Interesting. That's I interesting. don't
0: know what the plan is for that, but I'm pretty sure he's gone.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's gone too. Just um he's not on our summer league team. Yeah. So that's uh that's that's eye opener. I'm pretty sure I, I didn't get the news, so I'm I'm just I wanted to bring that up because um yeah, cause two-way deals are starting to get signed. They're starting to give them out to the summer league guys. So interesting to see uh Jericho Sims get picked up um yeah that's pretty much all for the summer league guys on the on the squad um pretty decent outing pretty decent group coming in um again shout out to our front office we believe in you guys man like pr- decent moves can't complain because i was bitching about <laughs> a lot of front office moves in the past Man, can't lie Uh can't lie but um no, no, past regimes.
0: Okay, okay. I was going to say, this front office has been pretty solid.
1: No, no, this – shout out – no, no. This is yeah. no, – I love this front office, man. I'm talking yeah, about okay. Phil and, is, and Sky. This is,
0: this is the first time I've had faith in this front office in a long time. I'm giving them, like, the benefit of the doubt.
1: Yeah, man, for sure. Um, You know, our front office made another move, which is, you know, they cut off Frank, man. It's official. Uh, Frank will no longer be with the squad anymore um it's an end of an era um when when, when Kevin, it
0: was Kevin Knox is now the longest year <laughs> Nick
1: which is insane bro which and is insane it probably
0: won't last long
1: it's crazy bro and um you know the day Frank uh you know had his little farewell with the Knicks it came official when was tweeted out you know Nick's Knicks Twitter definitely had a A civil war, mini civil war. Some guys think that, you know, the franchise, you know, failed him. Some guys think that, you know, it doesn't matter what was going on upstairs. Like, you know, he was on the court. He didn't really play that well. Some guys have that uh, stance on it. I always wanted Frank to to excel in a Knicks jersey. I did not I did not want to draft him. I'm going to keep it real. Uh, my eyes was totally set on Dennis Smith Jr. I was in love with Dennis Smith Jr. as a prospect. But not we bad. saw how tanned it turned out, yeah. out much
0: better. But
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I really thought Dennis Smith Jr. was the truth. His side, his, you know, his ball-handling skills, his athletic ability. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really thought he was the one, especially at eight. Shit. But yeah. – Um. Yeah, man. What's your feelings on Frank? Um, he hasn't got signed yet, which is (laughs) not surprising because we know we know how he plays. But if if, if, if he gets
0: signed, and if he gets signed in the NBA, it'll be you know towards the end of free agency where guys are just kind of filling out spots. Um, I it's bittersweet. I I like Frank. There's a lot of reasons to like Frank. He's a hard worker, he plays really good defense, and he shunts some slight flashes, but they're very few and far between, and I get all these guys saying, why draft this guy if you're gonna just give up on him four years into his contract? He's only 21, 22 years old, and all these things, but like at a certain point, we're not just some lottery team, like. Rebuilding, taking on like rehab projects or have that we don't have roster spots just to hope that Frank Nielakina suddenly develops into Drew Holiday in year seven or six. Like, you know what I mean? He's been here four years. He's a hell of a Nick. Like he embodied a lot. Of what our fan base appreciates in yeah. a basketball player. Yeah. But I really do think for his career and for this next roster for the season that them parting ways is, is 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 best for both both parties.
1: No, I, I agree. I think the Frank experiment needed to be over. Mm-hmm. Um it's so it's it's really unfortunate um on many factors, but you know, one thing that's really gonna stick in my head is we wasted the pick, man. We wasted the pick. And, you know, that's the, that's an eighth pick from four years ago. They just walking out our door when most teams, you know what their eighth pick in four years are, you know, a solid contributor to their team. It's unfortunate. And, and, and it's looked like it might, unless, you know, we do some finessing during the trade deadline and we're able to, you know, send Kevin Knox to to Sacramento. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's the future for Knox, and I think maybe the same – maybe Knox just walks next summer, and that's two years of uh, wasted lottery talent. And the, um
0: The silver it, lining with Knox, I believe, is that that was the year we drafted Mitch too, right? Yeah, yeah. So at least like those two kind of canceled each other out, where it's like, okay, N- Mitch was your lottery player from that draft, and Knox was your second-round bust, even though they got paid. You no, know, opposite, but like in terms of like roster like construction, at least that one didn't like set us back as much as if we wouldn't have drafted an impact player in the second round that year.
1: And um Nolan, after this pod, I want you to go back to the press conference with uh Knox and Mitch when they first was getting introduced to the team. They just got drafted and um they're in their suits or whatever. And uh, you know, um the media is asking them questions and they're completely ignoring Mitch, completely ignoring Mitch. And you can see Mitch's face. Like, I, I vividly remember uh, Mitch and his little baggy suit. You could tell, you know, he came, you know, he didn't have a lot of money at the time. Um, you, you could tell, like, nobody's – like, you know how these guys, they're getting sponsored nobody by – Nobody knew
0: who Mish was, man. Yeah, you could they tell. He, in
1: college. <laughs> you could tell he, he came from the mud, straight out to Barclays Center and got drafted. Like, you, you could tell. And nobody was asking him questions. Maybe a reporter asked him maybe one or two questions. But Knox got whole FaceTime over there, like, the whole thing. All the questions were asked on Knox. And I remember thinking back, like, man there's they're really sleeping on this kid like they're you
0: know I mean, that makes sense at the time though Knox was what the ninth overall pick yeah yep and Mitch was like the 32nd yeah yeah so I mean like yeah I get what you're saying like but like and that's gonna happen any year like if we would have drafted, like more people way more people were focused on Obi than quickly this past year you know what I mean no, for they sure. Were, and they were both first rounders. So I mean, like, yeah, I, I do remember that. And I do I do see that being something that could like irk Mitch. But like also if you're Mitch, like I don't know what you expected. Like you could you could have raised your profile, played in college, and probably been a first round pick. You were damn near a first round pick sitting out a year. So I mean, like any any lack of like media hype or attention. At that point in his career, was kind of you know valid.
1: Uh, Yeah, for sure, those are valid points. But it's just funny, you know. You know, Mitch is a solid, you know, one of the key, hopefully, key pieces on on our future. Like really, like actively a key future part of our defense, big part of our anchor. But you know, it's interesting. On the ninth pick is pretty much non-existent in the present and the future. And you know, Mitch, you know, we 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 hold Mitch to high regards. You know. it's it's just, you know, it was just an interesting thing thinking back on it, uh, with the Knicks with the Knox situation. Um, definitely, definitely, uh, interesting. That's pretty much it with the, with the Knicks conversation. Uh, I wanted to go into a few guys that have been, you know, summer league studs, as I could call them. Um, first guy I want to talk about was uh, Cade Cunningham, you know, number one pick. My guy in the draft. Um Everybody's,
0: everybody's ball, guy. Everybody's guy. I feel like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for
1: sure, for sure, for sure. But I'm definitely on that bandwagon. Definitely raising the the K flag high. Everybody, I'm yelling. I'm yelling on the top of the truck. Like, yeah, Kade's a superstar. But um, yeah.
0: you know, he, you know, he had, a, he had a slow start. His first few games uh turned the ball over a lot. But against the Knicks, he looked he looked special. He I looked th- I really think really special
1: a lot of his skills that i project him having in the league making him a great player showed during the summer league him being able to control the pace of the game um super elite on the pick and roll manipulates manipulates the defender um manipulates the, the passing lanes um long he is like <laughs> bro he's long man he could defend 1 through 3 comfortably um showed great defensive iq and um one thing that really stand out i mean of course i watched him at uh oklahoma state i already knew this but um he's a leader he is a leader like he's um definitely um a, a, a leader it's natural to him and um Definitely, there were some spots. I watched all the Detroit games, and there was definitely some sticky situations that the Pistons have gotten themselves into. And um, Cade was able to bring them together, and they were able to come back uh, maybe not win the game, but definitely uh, have a run at the end of the games, as most of these Summer League uh, games do. But I, I really like Cade. Um, Going to be interesting to see if Detroit uses him as a primary ball handler or a secondary ball handler with Killian Hayes there. but. Um, they're probably going to use him more on the ball uh, cause they're going to need his on the ball skills just because the roster is pretty, pretty young and, um, underdeveloped. But, uh, what was, what's your thoughts on Olin on Cade's play?
0: Um, one thing I noticed, um, at least the only real game I watched the entire game of, of Cade was this next one, but I was actually, I knew he could play off the ball, um, And that was going to be a big factor. I do think, like you said, he is going to have a lot of on-the-ball responsibilities, but I think him and Killian will share those responsibilities. And I saw something – you saw Killian hit a few threes last night too, which is going to be huge for his game because if those two can play off of each other while still being able to, like, share the distribution and run the offense through both of them, kick it out, make second pass, you know, find the open man, then that's going to be a really good backcourt. I think that was the biggest concern was will those two be able to coexist. And from what I've seen so far, it looks like that uh, early on, you'll probably run a little bit more of it through Killian. But as the season goes on and as the years go on, I think this is definitely going to be – you know, his, his team moving forward and that he'll probably be the primary ball handler.
1: For sure. Um, you know, watching the Pistons game, I think, Hey, uh, Killian definitely needs to, um, develop his offensive game. Um, Mm -hmm. like you said, uh, but defensively, he is there defensively. He's there. He's switching on the guards. He's, he's no, he, he, he's a good defender right now. Um, and just, you know, he'll be able to play alongside Kade. Um, definitely, uh, Two ball movers, so you know Sadiq Bay and um, Big Stu and all those guys. Um, they'll, they'll be able to get uh, open looks and uh, way, way better opportunities than they were last year with the talent that they had. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in this um, Detroit young core. Uh, I, so far, Troy Weaver has came in, and, and and I'm not part of Pistons Twitter, but I'm definitely an observer of Pistons Twitter. Um, I definitely, you know, with, with the acquisition of Kate, I definitely have to check in, follow a few accounts and, uh, keep tabs on that community because the, I, I like the young core, Killian, Sadiq, uh, big Stew out of Washington. He's going to man the paint for, for years to come. Um, Luke Garza, Luke Garza. Uh, I'm yeah. He looked good. You texted me. Yeah. He looked good. Um, lost a lot of weight. Definitely was uh, hitting the cardio machine in the gym. Uh, Moves his feet pretty well, way better than he did in college. That's something that, that popped out at me. Like, yo, he's moving his feet out there. Um, definitely needs to get better. He should talk to Jokic and see, like, you know, how Jokic is able to play defense uh, positionally. Because uh, the way Jokic plays de- defense positionally is very crucial to how Denver plays. And and if, you know, Lu- Garza is able to take some pages out of that, you um, Definitely think like I said. I definitely like I said before when um, his st- we were talking about stocks, uh, rises and, and falls. Um, I definitely think Luca, uh, there is a roster spot for Garza if he de- uh develops correctly. I-, I do believe that. Um, what's your thoughts on Garza, Nolan?
0: Yeah, I like Garza. Um, he's had some big games. Um, so yep. far this summer. League. Um, a lot of the concerns I had about him coming into the draft um, don't seem to be, you know, as big of an issue. But this is still summer league. But I mean, he I saw him knock down a step back three. I saw him do things in the paint that I didn't think I was going to be able to see him do as easily as he did. But you think know, to get a double double. Um, on Saturday so I mean I don't know man um, I agree with you I think there's definitely a roster spot for him in the league and I think that the team he's on now is like he'll have plenty of opportunity to you know see minutes and actually develop and hopefully if it's not with this roster hopefully he'll find the spot on a NBA team somewhere in the league because I think he definitely has the talent for it
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Couldn't agree more with the Pistons. Um, definitely a league pass team for me. Um, definitely gotta see what um how that team develops. Um, next team I wanted, next guy I wanted to talk about well, next two guys I wanted to talk about, um Jalen Green and Josh Christopher, um balling out in Houston. Um, you know, Jalen Green looks like the real deal. Um it's
0: like he might be out there for the rest of the summer league.
1: Yep, yep, yep. I think that's definitely the case. But um, what he showed so far has been um, amazing. Definitely showed his talent, uh, athletic ability. He's able to shoot the ball a little bit. Um, I think he needs to be a primary ball handler. Uh, I think that's how it's looking. Um, I don't know how him and Kevin Porter Jr. are going to play together. That's because Kevin Porter Jr. absolutely needs to monopolize the ball for him to be effective. And he's like, if you want him, he needs to monopolize the ball. So I'm um, definitely going to be interested to see um, how those three guards work together. Um, Josh Christopher definitely looked way better than he did in Arizona State, um, did everything that I loved about his game. Um was able to shoot the ball decently well. Um, that pick and, probably one of the best pick and roll players in the draft. I I, I love him. Um, great finisher. Um, and then surprised me. I mean, not really surprised me, but I already knew he had that in him. But defensively, he he yeah, he was on, was on his McBride time. He was on his <laughs> Deuce McBride timing, man. Like he was on it defensively during yeah, those I've games.
0: Actually, I've actually seen a lot of people comparing him to uh, Drew Holiday.
1: Yeah, I, I I think Josh Christopher was extremely slept on. Um, yeah, shout out to Houston. Um, what was your thoughts on those two? Those two young studs, man.
0: Um, I haven't got to see a ton of Josh Christopher. I watched some Jalen Green, and, and I mean, I love Green. I think he's, I, I think his uh, limit or his ceiling is about as high as anybody in this draft. He reminds me a lot of uh, young James Harden. Um. We'll see if he can live up to that, but he's a good step back. He he seems like he can get to the rim, get around guys, get past guys, um, distributes the ball. At, I mean, summer league again, so you have to like factor in these numbers and everything. But I think if you're a Rockets fan, from what you've seen from Green in summer league so far, it'd be pretty hard to complain about
1: outfit sure if you're a Rockets fan you cannot be more happier with Raphael Stone and the new group up there in Houston um yeah,
0: they got clowned for not getting a lot for Harden but it looks like they're doing a decent job of at least it looks like building they're pl- back a base you know it,
1: yeah I, I think they're planning on um let's just get um draft picks though so they don't have to be the best um it doesn't really matter because they have brought in a group of analytic guys mm-hmm. and um a whole different staff um to help the draft process. So. Um, just on a front office, um, why is there, they're on a whole nother level, um, as far as, you know, uh, getting data and analyzing prospects, like they're on a whole different processing system, um, than majority of the league, um, getting my research and listening to multiple podcasts, um, with guys, um, that are plugged into this stuff. That seems like what's going on over there. And, um, if you're, if you're a Rockets fan, you can't be more happier. Um, the next guy I wanted to talk about was Sengun, uh, who has been, you know, like we said before, an analytical darling. So it's no surprise that the Rockets picked him at 16, actually uh, traded assets to go get him at 16. Um, just showed why he was the Turkish MVP, just manning the paint. Um, great post skills. Um, he was I know it's summer league. I don't know how effective it's going to be. Um, but he was able to move his feet like guys like Luke Garza and Sengun, um, they moved their feet well in the summer league, but I don't know how that translates in the league with more explosive uh, savvy guards in the league. But um, he showed physically, uh, he showed he, he looked really good, really, really good. Um, remind me of a, of a baby Valanchunas, man, just needs to get in the weight room. Uh, have you seen any film on Sengun, Nolan?
0: Yeah, I've watched a decent bit now. Um, you know, he seems like he's right now with that seven foot wingspan. He seems like he's a, already a really good defender. Um, like you said, he moves his feet very well. He's great lateral quickness, which helps contest you know outside shots, kind of like Mitch does. Not quite as fast as Mitch, but you know, um, defense is definitely you know his strong point. I think, but he had eight blocks in, I think, two games. Yep. And, I mean, just basically seeing him be able to defend at the level he did and kind of finish through contact better than I expected him to at this point. I do think, like you said, him adding on a little bit of muscle will be the biggest X factor in terms of his how his career goes. But it's it's another player that makes some for really interesting fit for that team.
1: Sure, for sure, I can't can't emphasize how much the Rockets have uh, outdid themselves this draft. Gonna gonna look forward to see how that develops. Um, you know, next guy I wanted to talk about. Let's go to the East Coast and uh, talk about Orlando and Jalen Snugs. Um. Nolan's a big fan of Jalen Snuggs. Uh, had a great games in the summer league. can't lie. Uh, the intensity on defense was there from Gonzaga. Um, a leader similar to Cade. Um, shot the ball pretty well. Don't know how that's going to translate into the league. Um, but look like Honestly, he looked like what I thought he was going to look like. The only thing for me, and I, and I will have this question mark until he proves me wrong. Um, how better can this guy get? I understand he's a great basketball player right now. He's a good basketball player right now. He's a good starter. Um, but how better can this guy actually get? Um, that's the only question from uh, picking him at five. Uh, I thought he was a little bit more of a safer pick. Um, everybody loves Jalen Snuggs. I just have a little bit of uh, question marks for him. Uh Dolan, how you feel about Jalen man?
0: I like Suggs a lot. Um he's shown everything that I thought he could do. Yeah. Um I think he needs to continue to work on his jump shot to reach his ultimate potential, but um I'm bummed out it looks like he he hurt his thumb and he's going to miss the remainder of summer league as well. So, um well, I th- I was excited and encouraged by everything I've seen in summer league. I'm still just a little confused with what Orlando is doing with their backcourt this year, and I mean we'll see how it all plays out. But I think Suggs is going to be a starter in the league for a lot of years. He, I think he's a, shoot, uh, what's his name from Denver mark not Demarco Murray uh Donovan Murray
1: which you mean Jamal Murray
0: Jamal Murray that's it yeah Jamal <laughs> Murray yeah Jamal oh, Murray
1: yeah. can't forget Jamal <laughs> Murray man we was come on man we was yeah, a hyper yeah, MMO. yeah
0: I, I think I think he's I think that's his like his the best comparison for him as a player like that
1: yeah yeah I mean can't can't complain with that comparison that's when they had the same uh, skill set they play similar, very similar. Um, the backcourt situation doesn't make no sense to me at all. Um, I'm kind of tired of complaining about it. Yeah, uh, I, that's, con- why, that's
0: why I didn't spend too much time on it. This is yeah, like, it is what it is.
1: I remember I was Don't listening to the last podcast and I kind of went on a rant. And I was like, bro, I was really mad at that for some reason, but um, Whatever. yeah, on my team, yeah, not my, exactly, it, it, exactly, Nolan, exactly um next guard i want to talk about out east uh uh, cam thomas uh cam thomas it seemed like he was a target for the knicks i'm glad they didn't take him tibbs i guess told him to his face that like he's the ideal fit when we passed on him multiple times that's kind of funny but uh (laughs) but as far as um cam thomas definitely showed what he showed at lsu Um, I'm not really surprised that the efficiency is not there even at summer league, but um, I'm not surprised that he's able to score on these guys. I mean, he scored on college guys. So of course he's going to score on college guys in the summer league. Um, They're hyping him up crazy. Uh, I guess he'll come in and take Mike James spot. I really like Mike James, uh, his production on the Nets last year, but I guess he'll come in and be a little bit of a scorer off the bench. Um, I could see why many teams passed on him. Just, you know, the, just the eye test. I, I, I see why um, the efficiency numbers are just not there. Maybe he develops more into a more efficient scorer, but I just, I can't stand it when guys are pretty much like just jacking up shots. Um, I was kind of, I understood it was the first game, but quickly, but he pretty much shot us out the game that first game. And um, that's one of my pet peeves. I hate Chuckers. Like oh,
0: see, that's one thing though, is that I think a lot of that you can contribute to it, contribute to it being summer league. You know what I mean? I don't, especially with like, um, uh, especially with uh, Thomas, I think um, they're going out there and basically just saying, go out and score a bucket. Cause I mean, he's not going to be doing this when Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden are on the court. You know what I mean? He's going to be asked to come in play spot minutes and put up buckets. And they're just, basically trying to get him as much of a look of him doing that as possible. So, I mean, I think a lot of the reasons why a lot of other teams passed on him were that, like, his ceiling might not be that high into turning into, like, an elite, like, starting two-way player. But the fact that, like you said, that you saw that we've seen in the first few summer league games that he can go out and get buckets, that fills a need for Brooklyn, who needs – extra shooters and scorers off that bench to, uh, on cheap contracts, you know, help fill out their roster because, I mean, they, when healthy, they're the best team in the NBA, in my opinion, but they they can't do it all alone. And given how often those guys seem to be injured, having another scorer, even if just one of those guys is out and you have to defend Kevin Durant and James Harden, but not Kyrie Irving, and Thomas comes in like he's gonna have open looks, and I think he can hit him. I don't think he'll be on the court if he's a chucker in the in the regular season. I think he'll get benched real quick. So I think I think that the uh, coaching staff and more importantly, uh, just the players on that team will 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 set it straight in his head to kind of stay in this lane know your role as a rookie you know
1: no for sure um definitely definitely interested to see uh how his scoring translates to the nba and uh how efficient his numbers are like you said he will be getting open shots uh playing alongside of that uh dominant core um yeah definitely see uh definitely think he could make a somewhat of an impact somewhat like some like what quickly did for us um, last year, you know, come off the bench, maybe light it, light it up for us a few games. Uh, yeah, definitely gonna see. Not the biggest fan. Uh, two guys I wanted to talk about. Probably my, mo- I-, I hate this team in the NBA, but it is what it is. Um, Naismith and Peyton Pritchard. Um, from Boston. Um, lighting it up at the summer league. Probably the best summer league team. Um, undefeated um you know Nate Smith showing he had a rough first season uh turned it up in the end of the end of the end of the last season uh turned it up with his shooting but he definitely showed to somebody that um he's about that he's about that shooting life like he he's an elite three point shooter um multiple 20 plus games with like six like 6 to 7 uh made three point attempts uh that can come off screens just everything that we love about Nate Smith coming into the draft last year um he showed in uh this summer league which is dope um he's him and and also can't forget about Peyton Pritchard uh who I thought had a good regular season last year uh backing up Kemba and filling in for Kemba when he can um can shoot the three at a good clip for um for his position uh definitely above league average on his three-point ball um I liked him out of Oregon can't lie I, I I really did um I didn't I thought he would be better than quickly. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit up here in front. I thought he was a better prospect than quickly, but um, I was proven wrong. And, uh, but Peyton Pritchard is still uh, definitely an NBA player. Um, how much film have you watched on these two guys? And, you know,
0: um, I'm a little more familiar with Naismith just because he's seen it, been around a year, but I mean,
1: no, both of them were around two, uh, a year. Is Pritchard second year? Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't remember him?
0: Uh,
1: yeah, you probably don't watch Celtics games, but the Celtics are trash. No, yeah. but, but um, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely uh, a contributor last year to their squad, part of the young core. I
0: don't know, let's get mine on his, because I obviously don't know enough about this <laughs> game. But uh, Naismith, I mean, he's an intriguing player. You know, he was drafted, you know, I think in the top 15 or so, something like that. So, I mean – Talent's still there. I think um, him getting the opportunity in Boston will be – I don't know. I mean, they need a lot of bench help. I don't see him as a starter yet. But I think if they can find him off the bench and have him be a reliable scoring option for them, then I think he can continue to develop and maybe be one of those players who develops kind of like on a slower path just because, I mean, I mean, he's a guard forward. I don't know exactly where you want to play him, but with Brown and Tatum, I, I'm not sure if all three of those players on the court, how well that fit is, but I like him as a prospect. And think that he brings, like I said, a lot of, he fills a lot of whole, he fills a lot of the needs that, boston has on their bench if he's able to live up to his draft status
1: i recommend you watch some pre uh some of uh Peyton pritchard's tape that are really, yeah, really I'm good i'm sure point i've guard. seen
0: him watching celtics games but i probably just never remembered the name because you know i was just like oh Kemp is out and just never really thought much about it
1: no yeah he's from oregon um so he played with Chris Dorte and you know that yeah, no, the group.
0: name sounds familiar, but for some reason I was just thinking he was in this draft. But
1: yeah, no, yeah, he's a I like his game. I can't complain. I'll check him out, definitely. Um, and another another two guys I wanted to talk about. Uh, out East. Uh, you know, Atlanta seems like they had a good draft. They can't lie. Um, no, really did yeah, I
0: it's... really like Jalen Johnson. Yo, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I have such a like a hate love relationship with this kid, man.
0: No, hate him, just hate him.
1: Oh man, like I, I don't know how to feel about him, bro. Because I don't know, he quit on my team. That's I keep... what I'm
0: saying. Quitting your team, and he's on the fucking Hawks now. So that's another reason to hate him.
1: He's talented, so you know yeah, I'm he's not. Good.
0: Su- yeah, I'm not. Su- I was really mad that the Hawks got him because I knew he's gonna be a good fit, and then they got Cooper. Than, was it fifty eight? Which, bro, bro, I, on a two way deal, <laughs> like, they just had an incredible draft.
1: Honestly, it, honestly, it's kind of I, I, we we spoke about this on the last pod, but I have to say this again: it is disrespectful that uh, Sharif Cooper got picked at fifty eight. I don't care how tall he is. I don't. I, come on, look at the talent. Look, and the jumper is not broken. So I, I'm confused. No, I,
0: but the jumper was the is it, it, is. His shot was definitely the second biggest concern. And so far in summer league, he's shown that that was overflow. So if that shot's real and that shot translates into real NBA games, then he is a spot in the league. If it doesn't, then that's when he's going to find himself in issues.
1: I mean, he was throwing passes. Like off his left hand, hopefully. Oh, like, I get it. He I is mean a, he
0: has a handle, he has vision, he can pass. Yes, plenty yes. of skills, and I can see why a lot of people had him mocked his eyes. They did. Yep. But it just there's not a lot of guards at that size that can you know make it work in the league. And I'm excited to see how it pans out. I'd be much more excited if it wasn't on the Hawks. Maybe he won't end up there long term anyway, but it'll be but it'll be a fun player just to watch develop over the course of the year.
1: Yeah, man, and I'm uh, I'm,
0: I'm hoping to watch if because he's is he a two two way player?
1: Yeah, he's two way man. He's not a two way yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is insane.
0: So I'm I'm hoping to watch more G League games this year, so that gives me another another player to look out for.
1: Yo, he will literally dominate G League. Like he do- You'd like, expect he he, oh, he pretty much statistically dominated college basketball. Yeah. So I. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I'm just confused on why people passed on him. I'm. I will never shake that. I. I it, I'm just super confused. Like the, the <laughs> only.
0: I guess the only thing I can say is it's just there's so much. He, there's a lot of risk involved in a player that size, where there are players comparable without that risk. Is probably the way GMs looked at it. Is that trying to minimize as much risk as possible
1: i i get it i get it but that when you get to the second round man he's not going 30 you know, 30 I, I
0: i was hoping that he'd fall to the knicks yeah that, that that final pick after 58 whatever last one was but nothing
1: question mark I, i'll forever scratch my head on that it hey, we'll plays out yep definitely um Definitely got to see how those two guys uh, pan out. I'll tell you what,
0: though. I, I, I'll i take um, McBride over Cooper as of right now, for sure.
1: I f- like the fit on the Knicks or just as Just pros- overall. Kind of have to disagree with you there. We'll see. Yeah. um, <laughs> I don't agree with that, but hey both guys are definitely NBA talent and definitely deserve an NBA roster we could both agree on that though mm-hmm. definitely um definitely want to talk about Malachi Flynn and uh, Scotty Barnes um Malachi Flynn I loved him coming out of college another guy I would have took over quickly sorry quickly I-, I love you to death now but there's definitely a few guards that I- that I like uh, before taking you but uh, Malachi Flynn was definitely one of those guys out of San Diego State. Um, Two-time Defensive Player of the Year, San Diego State um, in that division. Um, Great three-point shooter, uh, has um, above-league average vision, doesn't have the great, great vision, but has passable vision. Um, Definitely gonna help Toronto win plenty of games coming off the bench back in uh, Van Vliet. And and Scotty Barnes, um, Scotty Barnes looks like the Martin, Nick Draymond Green. Uh, with his feet extremely well probably one of the best defenders deep i'm not even gonna say the best defender in this draft long ass arms um he stripped at half court like he's picking him up and Those is not no you know backup college point guard you know trying to make an nba team like you know he he's he's been mvp of uh adult leagues in spain and you know he's he's a a season NBA season NBA not NBA season basketball veteran and he was able to strip him like it was nothing um that's just a little sample size of what I believe Scotty Barnes brings to the table a great ball mover um inside finishes inside decently well just um his three-point shot mid-range is just non-existent uh but definitely show the tools that you want in a you know, and, and Scotty Barnes—that's what you drafted him to be, and lived up to lived up to my hype. Uh, Nolan, what's your thoughts on those two Toronto guys? Um,
0: with Scotty, yeah, he's showing a lot of the reasons that he was drafted. Um, by all accounts, he's a very high character guy with a great work ethic and everything like that. Um, I'm still a little worried about his offense. I don't think it's going to be quite as easy for him. In the regular season, playing against regular bigs, but he's a young kid and has plenty of time to you know add on weight and muscle and learn uh, learn how to use his length to his advantage in the post and just you know kind of just develop a skill set more down low. Uh, Malachi Flynn, you know, um, really really taking a step forward that they really. It's a great sign for Toronto. Not that he wasn't good as a rookie, but I mean, he just, he's been on the same level as like quickly for the most part of this preseason, you know, just players that look too good to be in summer league right now. Yep. So, I mean, you have to be happy with that. You have to think that between Malachi and Fred Van Fleet, that that. They feel comfortable with letting Lowry walk. Obviously, you know, like I'm not saying either of those two are as talented as Lowry, but at that price point for that many years. And I'm sure Lowry wanted to go to a situation that's he's a chance to win at this point in his career, too. Um, so make I, I think that makes a lot of sense into why they didn't offer him a longer term deal with more money. Um, so they're both good players. I think Scotty Barnes has the higher ceiling, but is a little further away, obviously, where Malachi is, I think he has a chance to have a, a surprisingly good season.
1: I think that Toronto team is loaded with talent. Um, you know, they, they, got-
0: they have talent. I don't think they have a lot of elite talent. Yeah, and yeah. And I think they're a little young, but I, I see I mean it depends on how the season shakes out, but I, I see them making a move around the deadline to ship a guy or two out if things aren't if things aren't looking good.
1: I just think that with the with the group they got, um the, you know with the champions with Van Vliet, OG and Obi. Um I'm
0: not a huge OG fan to be honest with
1: you. I think he's a good defender. I think he's, he's a good three defender. and D, three and D guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just I, I don't know. The rest of his game is a little lacking.
1: They got him. They still got Chris Bruchet. Um. They still Malachi Flynn. The addition was Scotty Barnes.
0: Justin uh-huh. Champeny been lighting it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, can't forget, can't forget that guy, man. Can't forget Champagny. But you know, I do. Th- we expect they just re-signed Gary Trent Jr. Um. I do think. I do think they have a low-key roster, underrated roster, and, and and don't be surprised if they're whipping people's asses during the regular season. Uh, don't be, because with, with the coaching and the guys from the championship team, the young guys...
0: Being back in Toronto. Being um, back
1: in Toronto Florida. with that... Yeah, being back in that fan base, being back with that fan base... Um, I definitely think Toronto is definitely looking to recapture their 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 Eastern Conference uh playoff spot, you know, that four-five spot. I do think they're 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 coming for that. I definitely do think so. Um last thing I wanted to talk about before I ended the pod was you know, my guy Matthew Hurt out of Duke, you know, he got his two-way contract out of Houston and, uh with Houston. Um I don't know what's his future with Houston with Christian Wood, and you know, they just drafted Sengun there, but definitely uh he's on a two-way right yep definitely happy to see uh my boy her on a two-way deal and you know your guy from Pitt, uh um earned himself a two-way deal with toronto um you know matthew you know he he's one of my one of my favorite players duke over the years um I don't think he's ready to play right now for uh to say but definitely um he has uh NBA skills he could shoot the three um definitely needs to get better at moving his feet but if hes and he he sets good picks um I definitely think he's he's kind of like OB size at six nine six ten um doesn't do uh, able to play that four uh small ball five. Uh, gonna be interesting to see how he develops with Houston. Um, definitely gonna keep an eye on him on the G League to see how my boy does. Um, he did not quit on the team, so shout out to him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, talk about Champagne, man. Show about Champagne, bro.
0: Uh, Champagne's actually just looked really great. Um, in his time on Toronto, I think he's had some of his strongest games, and I think. There's players that going into the season on the depth chart that he's out playing. And I honestly, if things keep going the way they're going for Champagne, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he ends up either uh, – his 2A ends up being converted into a regular contract or if – I think there's like a certain – number of games where once you're so far into a season or I think it's once the G League season ends you can call up a G League player to play on your regular team regardless of like how many games they played and I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that happen for him at the end of the year where he's actually playing in the rotation.
1: Uh, for sure for sure definitely two guys um that definitely uh if they develop correctly should be able to get um rotational minutes and uh be nba players uh you know to win in situations i definitely believe that too um watching uh Champagne's college uh, film and um uh his summer league tape as well definitely i can see nolan how you believe in him uh you know I, you know before he even got to the nba like i didn't really know too much about him i know he played i know he was the best player on pay i kind of know everybody's best player on the acc um, I, I just know everybody on on my team. I just don't know everybody on uh, on yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so and,
0: and it's it's Shan Penny is, I think, the reason he didn't get drafted this year is he's the victim of Pitt's been a pretty bad program in basketball in the past probably,
1: but then they move conferences,
0: seven. yeah, and that's really when things started to go downhill. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. we had Jamie Dixon. Who coaches at TCU now? um, And we were in the Big East. We had a lot of luck recruiting, like three and four star recruits from like New York, Baltimore, like East Coast players that wanted to play schools in the Big East, like Syracuse, UConn, St. John's. You know, Big East tournament was always played in Madison Square Garden. Like those players like that they can go away from college but still be close enough to play um, in front of their friends and family and when we got to the ACC the, the way the Big East and the ACC are officiated is just totally different in terms of like the old Big East was like physical banging bruising where ACC is so much more like skill oriented, yeah. tacky fouls yeah. and so there was an adjustment there which led to Dixon leaving brought in a coach from vanderbilt who was awful
1: yeah yeah i mean vanderbilt uh, i
0: just remember when we hired him there was like a whole press conference and like everybody was stunned like that we hired this bozo but he was out and then we finally hired capel from your lovely program at duke used to coach oklahoma Recruited Blake Griffin, made it to the elite eight there. Recruited Zion and all of them to Duke, um, and he's finally getting the program back. But Champagny was the bat or the best player on a really really bad team. But I can tell you from watching his games, his stats weren't empty stats. Like you know what I mean? He wasn't going up there just padding numbers. He was going out there and his impact was felt on the court. And I think a lot of scouts took a look at Pitt's record in his numbers, and we're like, oh, okay, but if he was on a good team, would he, you know, be putting these numbers up? And I think if he has more talent around him and more spacing, which we'll have in the NBA, that it's – it, it both, I think that builds to his skills. You know, it gets a better fit for him than when you're in college. The paint is a lot more congested.
1: Oh for sure. Can't can't um much in the tape. I, I could agree with that. Um, definitely for sure. Shout out to both of those guys. Hopefully they have promising uh futures in the NBA. Um, definitely want to end this podcast. It was a great episode. Um great summer league, man. Can't complain, man. Can't complain. I definitely I need to go to one of these. Um, me and Ola definitely need to go to one of these. Yeah, i
0: talking uh, to my buddy um, from Philly about going out to Vegas one of these years. Mostly yeah. just as an excuse to go to Vegas. <laughs> uh, I mean, but it's cool that I always hear there's, like, players hanging out, having drinks and stuff, like, after games yeah. like at restaurants. That's pretty
1: dope. Real quick, real quick. Did you hear that story about McBride?
0: oh he went to a restaurant still wearing his jersey yeah. yeah that's probably some shit i would do no
1: nah, i used to do that all the time like yeah. middle school like yeah man i love that he's still doing
0: it though yeah. like, hey, as a professional like fuck that i'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fucking pro baby
1: yeah yeah no, definitely definitely put a uh, smile on my face when i when i saw that tweet by kevin o'connor oh. um definitely definitely um Definitely want to end the pod here. Shout out to Nolan. Um, make sure to follow me and Nolan on Twitter. Shout, Make sure to follow the Corner 3 Pod on Twitter. Um, make sure to check out uh, our website. We got articles. We got all our podcasts there too. Um, next episode, uh, Haynes from before should be coming on. A friend, a friend of the show. Uh, that's my boy. Um, definitely, we're definitely going to be talking about um, how the East is shaping up, how the West is shaping up definitely a, a preview into the next season um yeah i mean i can't complain uh definitely going to be a little drought period man definitely gonna try to get you know collabs going with some of the film school guys some of the strickland guys uh maybe sam comes back on definitely got to see but uh yeah, yeah definitely
0: a few ideas lined up
1: yeah definitely gotta get creative uh it's dead man definitely during like you know fox sports espn man during this time they're Dead man, they be arguing about nothing. Stephen A. Smith, yeah. Is, yeah.
0: <laughs> arguing just for the sake, of arguing at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, Nolan, can't wait to see you on Wednesday. Definitely.
0: Yeah, man, I'll talk to you soon. Look forward to talking to you, buddy. For sure.